Now Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. 320. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Have you read that? Ephesians 3.20? Now listen to the apostolic polyglot interlinear translation. Now an interlinear uh, just gives you a word-for-word definition and leaves it in the same order as the original Greek. And for this verse, that is essential because we've gotten the wrong interpretation of this verse by not doing that. Now that's not the case in every single place because in a lot of places the word order in Greek makes it almost impossible to figure out unless you put the words in the right order in the English. But in this case, it is essential. Now listen to what the apostolic polyglot interlinear translation, what it says. The Lord will above all do superabundantly what we ask or comprehend according to the power at work within us. You see, power has to be at work within us for this verse to function in our lives. Well, how do you get power to function in your life? And notice what he says. He didn't say that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Now, that's not what it said. It said, the Lord will do, will above all do superabundantly what we ask or comprehend according to the power at work within us. I want to give you a nice little orderly list that in the first place, if we're going to have power in our lives, we're going to have to base our lives on God's word and his covenant and his promises. Because the the foundation of all of it is God's word. And without it, faith can't even show up. I mean, Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, or as other translations say, by the word of Christ. Because we have both the written word and the living word. And the Lord Jesus that is in us, according to Colossians 1.27, by the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> whether we stand on the written word or on his word of instruction to us personally, now these are our foundations. Amen. And Jesus compared doing the word to building a house with its foundation on a rock. The word is our basis, or at least it should be our basis. There should be no no question about, about our foundation. We should have God's word. And as we meditate God's word day and night and keep the word on our lips, then we will have success in receiving whatever we're believing. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8 talks about meditating the word. But number two, we got to watch our mouth every day of our life because the just will live by faith. Romans 1, 17 says, among other four different places besides that, that it mentions that scripture. You know, the original is Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4. And then you got it in Galatians and you have it also in Romans. Oh, in Hebrews chapter 10. This means that faith is a lifestyle. And that it is what undergirds the release of power when we speak to the mountain. So you have to watch your mouth every day. Now that's not bondage, folks. That's freedom. Amen. And besides that, we're supposed to live this way every day. We're supposed to live on the Word every single day. It's a lifestyle. You know, we did it once and that's it. No, we do it every day. Now number three. Now this is where we start getting into this 
releasing of power in a, in a slightly different way that is so essential and so important because Jesus said, he told his disciples when they couldn't cast that deaf, mute demon out of that boy in Mark chapter 9 and also in Matthew chapter 17, they failed, he said, because of unbelief. But then Jesus made the statement that they were lacking in the area of fasting and prayer. Why? Prayer and fasting have to do with spending time in the presence of God and becoming aware of the spiritual environment and the promptings of the Spirit on a higher plane and in a clearer way. And Jesus would often go away from the crowd to spend time alone in prayer. How come Jesus didn't have, you know, have to run off and fast and pray? When he was confronted with the boy and the demon spirit that the disciples failed to cast out. Study the incident and you're going to see at the beginning of Mark chapter 9, Matthew 17 and also Luke 9. That Jesus was up on the Mount of Transfiguration praying. Now that's what he went up there to do. And while he was praying. The scripture says he was transfigured or changed on the outside according to what he was on the inside. Now that's what the word transfigured means. His face changed and his faith too <laughs> as he was praying and the glory of God engulfed the place. And he came down off of that mountain in the power and the glory of God and he ministered deliverance to that boy. Now, we can do the same thing today because Jesus said that we're to do his works and greater works than these are we to do in John chapter 14 and verse 12. Prayer, according to God's word, is transfiguring. It is laying down the natural and entering the supernatural as you speak in prayer and then you learn to listen to the Lord. Now, understand. That prayer is a two-way communication. It's a two-way street. One must learn to make petitions according to his word as we pray to the Father in the name of Jesus, according to John 16, 23. And Jesus also said that if we abide in him and his word abides in us, then we can ask what we will and it will be done for us. Again, we see that the word is our foundation of faith and prayer. Now that's uh, found in John chapter 15 and verse 7. We must believe that we receive the answer to our prayer the moment that we pray in faith. But it is always based on God's word. Now connect the dots, folks. If you would, between these scriptures that we've been using, like Mark chapter 11, verse 24, believe that you receive when you pray. Amen. Uh, John chapter 15 and verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask what you will and it will be done for you. John chapter 16 verse 23 that says that we're to pray to the Father in the name of Jesus and he will grant us our requests. And then Philippians 4, 6 that says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let our requests be made known unto God. Well, in these verses are keys for a successful prayer life. Now, the other side of this, as I have said, is learning the art of listening to God on the inside. For whatever promptings and leadings He may give you, 
For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14 and 16. Spending time in prayer is a powerful key to spiritual power at work in you. But there's a further very important element here, and that is praying and speaking in other tongues. Now, this wonderful method of prayer that is received in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and of course that's different than receiving the Holy Spirit in the new birth, is so very powerful, necessary, and the benefits are so extensive that we could probably preach on it for weeks. Or write a whole book on it because it is an extensive subject. And on the day of Pentecost, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance or gave them the words. It says in Acts 2.4. Now this same gift was poured out on the Gentiles that came to the Lord Jesus. And it is for us today. You can read about it in Acts chapter 10, verse, verses 44 through 48. And also look at John, uh, Acts chapter 2, verses 38 and 39. When we pray in tongues, what are we doing? We are edifying ourselves. We are speaking to God, and we pray from the Spirit or in the Spirit. Read the entire chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians. And especially look at verse 2, verse 4, and verse 14. It is spirit-to-spirit communication when we speak in tongues. And you know, God is a spirit. John chapter 4, verse 24. And He is the Father of spirits. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 23. We speak to God when we speak in tongues. Now listen, folks. Without weakness without doubt, and without error, and we don't even have to think about if God heard us or not when we speak in tongues, because Paul said when you talk in tongues and you pray in tongues, you're talking to God. You're not talking to people. The devil can't understand you for sure. I mean, he doesn't understand what's being said to God. Amen. So, we found out, now you can't, now, now listen folks, Paul said when we speak to God with tongues, he hears us. Now let me say it again. Now go read over there, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and you're going to see in verses 2 and 4, you're going to see that it says that we're talking, we're speaking to God. So if we're speaking to God, we know he's hearing us. It's not just a one-way communication process in tongues. God is hearing what you're saying in tongues. Now, you can't say that about all other forms of prayer. You can't say that about a prayer that's offered without faith in human language, because we know from the scripture that prayer that's offered without faith in your own language, God doesn't hear it and God doesn't answer it. James chapter 1, we saw it clearly, verses 6 through 8. And also chapter 4 and verse 2 of the book of James. And you have to pray to the Father according to the word and according to faith and in the name of Jesus. The rules to receiving answered prayer are very specific in the New Testament. Many praying don't get a thing because they've prayed in error 
or they've prayed in unbelief, or on some in some occasions they've uh, prayed completely outside of the re- revealed will of God in His Word or in His revealed plan for their lives, so they don't get anything. First John chapter five verses fourteen and fifteen says, "If we pray according to the will of God, we know that He heard us, and if we know that He heard us, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked Him for." Well, this is where praying in tongues becomes extremely important because prayer in tongues is not prayer according to our mind or our understanding, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 14. And it gets over into the supernatural realms of God where His wisdom and revelation are readily available. Paul taught that we speak mysteries as we pray in tongues in 1 Corinthians 14.2. And these words of the Spirit come forth out of us in mysteries that only God's, God understands them, but nobody else does. Unless he gives you interpretation for them, and the devil certainly doesn't know what you're saying, just like other people don't know what you're saying or praying. That's why the devil hates tongues so much, because it leaves him out of the loop. Hallelujah. That's why he's fought them so hard. Because it's a language he can't decipher, and it is a direct hotline with God that he can't interrupt. Speaking in tongues is speaking the wisdom of God in a mystery, in spiritual words, taught by the Holy Spirit. Now, where did I get that? Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verses 12 and 13. Speaking in tongues bypasses the mind and hooks up with the wisdom of God in ways that are impossible with only prayer out of your own understanding. And as you spend time praying in other tongues, we begin to see and know things that are drawn out from the wisdom of God. As we pray, interpretation may come, like I told you, about whatever we need an answer to. 1 Corinthians 14, 13. You really need to to read and study that whole 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Now, I've received direction and answers to questions this way hundreds and hundreds of times. I can't tell you how many times. And when I didn't even know how to pray, the Holy Spirit took hold with me against my weaknesses and prayed the perfect will of God through me with groanings in a language that was not common uh, human speech. Glory to God. Now, that's tongues. For the Spirit of God would say to you, Pray in other tongues, and pray in the Spirit, and watch how power will begin to flow out of you, and how wisdom will come, and answers will come for those things in life that you don't know 
what to do. But I know what to do, saith the Spirit of God, because it is in my wisdom, and wisdom is in you, because Jesus is in you, and I've made him unto you wisdom. And that's what the Spirit of God just said through my mouth in other tongues. And I just gave you an interpretation to it from the Holy Ghost. Glory! Now that's tongues! The Holy Spirit taking hold together with us against our weaknesses and praying the perfect will of God through us with groanings in a language that's not common human speech. I got that from Romans chapter 8 verse 26 and 27 from a literal translation and looking at those words. That's, that's what it means from the Greek. Now, many that have received the baptism of the, of the Holy Spirit or the immersion of the Holy Spirit and this initial evidence of speaking in other tongues. Most people don't spend enough time praying in tongues until that well of water in them gushes out of them as a mighty river. Now, Jesus spoke about this in John chapter 7. And verse 37 through 39, that out of your belly would flow rivers of living water. If you don't know about tongues being the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the immersion into the Holy Spirit, but this free gift from God that's beyond just being born again, then just read over there in Acts chapter 2 verse 4. They got filled with the Holy Ghost, began to speak in other tongues. Acts chapter 10 verse 45 and they received the Lord Jesus, and, and then they began to, uh, they, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with other tongues, and some of them even prophesied. Acts chapter 19 and verse 6, and he laid hands on them, and they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. Yeah, it is beyond the new birth, and it's only the door into the supernatural. It's not an end in itself. I mean, it's where it all starts. You could argue and say, well, it all starts with the new birth. Well, that's true, but that's just the door to get you to heaven. And so you don't go to hell and get the life of God in you, but, but there's much more available. And that comes with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then you speak in other tongues and you begin to pray out the will of God for your life. Now, I pray in tongues a lot every day. Paul prayed in tongues, he said, more than all the Corinthians put together. And he commanded that we should not forbid folks from speaking in tongues as long as it's done decently and in order. Now you can read that again in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. It's all in there. Read verses 18. It says he spoke in tongues more than everybody. And then about uh, not forbidding to speak in tongues. Verse 39. What does that do with all the churches that forbid speaking in other tongues? They are out of the will of God. I don't know how much stronger to say it. Bless God. They're not following the Bible. Because they're forbidding the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in other tongues. They're over into error and unbelief. If you're in some dead church like that, get out in the name of Jesus while you can in Jesus' name. And get to a church that believes this stuff. Glory to God according to the word of God. Amen. I pray in tongues quite often until tongues comes flowing powerfully and freely out of my spirit. I do pray in tongues throughout the day, but then there are those times during the day that prayer time should be more extended until we are overflowing in that river of life. 
Those that have prayed in tongues until the rivers flow out powerfully know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, you know, you're waiting in the water as you begin to pray in tongues. And then suddenly, as you continue there, a wall of water comes and begins to wash over you inside and out as you bask in His mighty presence, power, and life. Glory! It's a place of power in the anointing. I'm telling you, it is glorious because you've hooked into the very source of life and it is awesome. This is the place where power is released and you are empowered and energized to do the will of God and the works of Jesus to bless others. As we pray in the Spirit in tongues, 1 Corinthians 14, 4 says, we edify ourselves. Amen. And that word edify means to build up, to erect a building or a house on a foundation. And And Thayer's Greek lexicon says that it means to grow in wisdom, virtue, grace, holiness, blessedness, and to found, establish, rebuild, and repair. Wow! Tongues will do all that for you on a consistent basis if you'll practice it every day. And you could really spend weeks just teaching on each and every one of these words. Tongues are extraordinary and extremely powerful in the life of the believer. Never underestimate them or relegate them to a secondary position in your life. It's a precious gift that the Lord has given us in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And don't you ever forget it. Glory to God. Are you seeing how tongues are intimately connected to the power that works in us? That Paul taught in Ephesians 3.20. I'm telling you, tongues is a shortcut. I mean, if you'll allow me to say it that way, into a life of power. The Word, watching your mouth, speaking God's Word, and praying in tongues is the way into a foundation of faith that won't be shaken. Get off of that, and you're going to have a shaky foundation. Not only that, you're going to have a lot of flesh issues, and you're going to have a lot of stuff that you're going to be fighting all your life. If you don't get over there into the power of speaking in tongues, the power of the word, and watching your mouth and speaking God's word. Now Jude chapter 1 and verse 20, and that's what I'm going to end up with today because it's such a powerful verse. Glory to God. As you can tell, I'm turned on about this. Jude chapter 1, it only has one chapter, and verse 20. But you, beloved, building yourselves upon your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, that's praying in tongues, keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Now notice this, you build yourself up on your most holy faith, Because it leads you into a life of holiness if you'll do it every day. Praying in the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, it is a major key to getting over into a life of holiness and a powerful faith. And causing your faith to be energized and empowered as you pray in tongues and pray in the Holy Ghost. 